Yo, 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 what it do, everybody? It's your man Dre, aka Dre on Wheels. Y'all already know what it is, man. Welcome back, everyone, to the 11:30 podcast, Talk Pro Wrestling. Uh, yes, everybody, I'm back. We made it back here for some Talk Pro Wrestling. Yo, I appreciate everybody, man. Everyone who's joining me this week on this Friday episode, man. We made it back here. I've been, you know, on a break, man. I told you guys I'll be back October 14th. It's Friday. We about to get into some talk pro wrestling. Uh, once again, thank everyone who's joining me. If you're watching on YouTube, appreciate it so so much. Uh, and don't forget to hit that subscribe button down below. Yes, like it, leave a comment, it, do all that great stuff. And also, if you're listening on the audio side, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, leave a five star rating in the review and follow Talk Pro Wrestling on Spotify. But boy, oh boy, whoo, it hasn't been an uh, interesting three months for those who have followed the 1130 podcast and keep up with myself. Uh, man, I became a dad. That's that story has just been amazing and so joyful, this man. Um, but check out the latest episodes of the 1130 podcast, which they are now streaming on Spotify. So that's great, man. Also on YouTube, but definitely tap into that for all the great stories and all that, man, for real, of what I've been up to over the last uh, three, three, uh, three months. But over the past three months, man, I could not wait to come back and talk my crap with Talk Pro Wrestling, you guys. Yes, but here, I'm not going to be talking my crap alone, man, as you guys as you guys know, I'm excited. <laughs> As you guys know, I got my guys commission talk. They are in the building. Uh, but this week's episode, my guy Blackheart would not be joining us. He will be off this week. And also, Cyber Yeti. Uh, shout out to Cyber Yeti. I hope you get better, man. For real, prayers are here from the 1130 podcast and everyone is going to be joining me. But, yo, like I said, I'm not alone, even though the guys, two guys have been off. I got my guy Cousin with Marlo, Warren Marlo, he's in the building uh, this week. Yo, Warren, man, what's going on with you, Brody? What up, bro? What's up? What's up? Yes, uh, also, guys, I want to do a little quick shout out for Cyber. Get better, man. We all deeply miss you, and you're definitely in our prayers. Cheers. Get good rest. Yeah, yeah, get some rest, man. Get some rest, man. We're going to talk it up. We're going to have some fun here. But, guys, Shiz was like, yo, man, I'm finding a replacement. So, we got a replacement, you guys. My guy, Eric, he's going to be joining us here on Talk Pro Wrestling. Also, uh, this hello, the Joker of professional wrestling has arrived. <laughs> okay. Hi. All right. That's an intro. <laughs> Eric, what's going on? How's it going? Not too bad, Cyber Yeti. Prayers get well soon. Blackheart, you already know. Man, wife already told you what to do. God damn. Okay. Let's dive into hey. it. Hey, that's what's up. That's what's up, man. Uh, but this is going to be a fun show, you guys. Um, but before we do, definitely make sure you subscribe and tap in to Buzzing with Marlo and also tap into Off the Top Ropes podcast, man, for real. Uh, Eric, you want to tell everyone just a little bit about yourself before we uh, get, get started and everything? This is the first time here on the podcast? Sure. Um, I don't know if Blackheart wants me to reveal everything or not. But oh, I've been awesome. watching pro wrestling for almost 35 years now. I've been doing my thing, collaborating. Warren see me doing some stuff. And um, I got a little uh, evolution for my show, as it were. I ain't going to reveal everything just yet. But uh, hey, that's what was called 
the DTA Pro Wrestling Podcast, which you saw on YouTube and Twitch. Well, the Wrestling Asylum starring Eric the Joker will soon arrive. The only thing is this. Y'all ready for the Laughing Man to take control of pro wrestling on a weekly basis? Hmm. I damn sure hope so, because that damn bat <laughs> hey yo, that cool introduction to say the least, man. Really cool introduction, Eric. Once again, thank you uh, for coming thank on the podcast me. this week. And uh, man, we're gonna get into it. You guys we ain't gonna waste no more time. Uh, we're gonna be recapping everything that went down from uh, Extreme Rules and you know, Ray Wyatt's uh, epic return and everything. Uh, we're gonna dive into, like I said, this is the first episode back here of Talk Pro Wrestling, and I've been gone for some time. and uh, I think after a week, I think once a, you know, a week went by and I was on break and Vince McMahon had uh, retired and stuff. And it was word that news that Triple H, the King of Kings, is taking over uh, WWE, here, the creators and everything like that. And I want to jump out there first because I've said it on the commission talks on Buzzing with Marlowe and off the top Rose podcast about how Triple H is... Um, really changing the WWE. I think Mark Henry, uh, WWE Hall of Famer, uh, said it best. He's, he's fixing the WWE. And Triple H uh, was one of those guys in Attitude Era I did not like. I despised them because I was the Rock. I was a Rock fan. I'm pretty sure Warren know what I'm talking about. But now, over the last couple of, <laughs> over the last couple of uh, uh, weeks or so, man, he's just been... Knocking it out of the park. But first question, man. Uh, do you think uh, Triple H is on uh, the right track of fixing the WWE? And if so, uh, what has been your favorite part since um, returning? Whoever want to go first, Eric or Warren? Go ahead, bud. Um, all right. So Warren knows this a little bit. Blackheart and a lot of other people know about this. Uh, the last couple of four or five years, I checked out of the WWE bubble. Uh, I fell out of love with it. Thanks a lot, old fart. That's what I call Vince, old fart. But I always kept my ear to the grindstone. I checked out other products, but I always kept an ear on it to just be like, you know, that one day, if he dies in that chair, whatever it is. But then I heard he retired. So I still, I'm a pro wrestling fan at the end of the day. I still kept tabs on the product. Well, here's what I remember remember thinking when I heard he got control in terms of the book and the, all that, my initial reaction was, okay, let's see where he's at in a few months. A few months have passed. He's on the right track. However, he still has a lot of things to get cleaned up. Prime example. We just mentioned it to start the show. Ray freaking Wyatt. You got him back. Another example. You did this trial thing with Ezekiel, which was stupid. It was just this Elias's brother. Stupid. So guess what? Now you're bringing back Elias. Now, I better hear the, word, uh, the, the words Elias Sampson, who he was when he broke in at NXT. And the reason I say that is this. Vince Vince made a mess over the last couple of years. Now, Hunter is cleaning it up. 
Is he doing okay so far? Yes and no. There's still there's still things that need to get done. But at the same time, you're seeing things get better from the standpoint of taking talent that Vince probably would have crapped the bed with. I'll give you one or two examples in a moment. And if they weren't released, bringing them back and putting them where they need to be. The best example I will give you is a tag team in NXT, the Ascension. What happened? They killed it and were over with the fans of NXT. You called them to the main roster, and you made them a joke. I mean, that's the best example for what Hunter is cleaning up. But the only thing I will say is simple. He has still a lot to do. But he's getting there. It's just going to take a little longer. But this tribalism and the fans all going instant gratification, that's, that's slowly dying. That's died over the last three years. We are now getting longer storytelling, which is what needs to happen. I leave it up to you. All right. Okay. I, I, I definitely agree to some points, man. Uh, Warren, you want to go ahead? Whew. Hold up. I know everybody's ready. Let me get the commission <laughs> juice in. God forbid on this one. Oh, All right. Lord, here we go. All right. So first and foremost, things have changed. The only thing that really has changed, and this is one thing I do need to point out about wrestling, and I've learned this in training school and everything like that is, wrestling is whatever you want it to believe to be. It is a chance to escape lifestyle. It's a chance to escape work situations relationship issues if you didn't get to go to your birthday your friend's birthday party that week is something to escape from it is a cinematic soap opera a physical aspect soap opera now when you sit here and now nah, i gotta say this eric when you said that you know with elias with ezekiel and stuff like this me and dre were on the same page with this thing we were upset. We were a little iffy on it, but I said, just let it happen. And I guarantee you, you're going to think about this story. Regardless of how you feel, you are going to think about that story. Hey, shout out to Cyber. You know the saying he says, living rent free. Ezekiel lived rent free into everybody's mind because it was something that was approached. Vince had a way to make you think of stuff. And constantly talk about it each and every single week. Regardless if it's good or bad, you still talked about it. So, that part, I'm happy to see Elias back, whatever. But I like the thing because they made it an actual gimmick. They made it into an approachable thing to be like, you know what? I think about it. Think it this way. The story that Kevin Owens had with him. That worked for that. Because Kevin sold it insanely to get that approach no that's a lie it's da, 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 da. and you were invested into it you're like is that z is that a lies is that z which one we got is that are we gonna see his grandpa next his sister what are we gonna do like it's just the constantly entertainment aspect i get it people watch it more of a serious mindset that's not what this is wrestling is whatever you want it to be man and I've said it on thousands of shows and everything else. It is just an escape of life. 
And I will tell you this right now. Shout out to Triple H. Triple H has definitely been ready to do this. Me and Dre, it just talked about it for so long. He needed to come back and bring that enlightenment back into the. That's why we made that mm-hmm. reference about Lion King and that just skyrocketed everything mm-hmm. else. But yeah. yes, the biggest thing that he's doing is yes, he's giving more opportunity to other talent. Like honestly, Jari Gargano, Candice LeRae's back. We've got the the actual wrestlers in this aspect. Now they got to do their part. They've got to bring that gimmick out. They've got to get this crowd entertained. Like how you just said about the Ascension. The Ascension did not go over in the main roster because the NXT roster fan base is different than the main roster fan base. That is your average wrestling fan base. That's the one you have to get over because that is the one that extends you out to get on cereal boxes, T-shirts, and all stuff like that. So you have to get over on both sides. That's why yeah. there was that separation between indie fans, WWE fans. And now we're starting to see them all conjoined again. We just got to enjoy the product, man. Just enjoy the product. Enjoy every hey, wrestling you right. can. Hey, hey, you guys got, you guys got uh, great, great points. Like Eric said, it's a lot of cleaning up to do. Uh, it's still some things that, in my beliefs, that are uh, still uh, – that 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 still has that still are playing out uh with stuff that business man that already you know was already in in written for and i think triple h is just slowly slowly letting you know certain things go by then if it just not sitting well with him or nor the talent then he just scrapping it all because uh what happened to was it beer mahan who he's been coming for like eight months, and now he's on NXT. So you can see little things. Uh, even, even the Ezekiel thing, I'm pretty sure maybe he didn't like it also. That was Vince McMahon's idea. So we haven't seen that. So that's why we're getting Elias next week. But, yeah, uh, I, I definitely, uh, like you said, get both of you guys' point. Triple H is, um, in, in my book, he's, he's fixing it. He's telling more stories. You're getting, like you said, more opportunities. And you could just feel the difference than it was just, oh, Vinny Mac, he's running the show. It's just it's just coming off just a, a, a little different in my opinion. So I think, of course, a lot of cleaning up. And uh, we, we're going to wait and see. We're going to wait and see what uh, what's next for uh, Triple H, though. Um, Extreme Rules went down this past Sunday. And I'm going to go around and get everybody thoughts on the show, I'm gonna start with Warren Milo. Any favorites or the dislikes, or what was your favorite part about Extreme Rules? Um, I like the show all overall, definitely like the show overall. It was very character driven, good storytelling from start to finish. Um, the only one I will say that was rough on. <sighs> hurts me it hurts me saying it is the bianca and, and bailey match just because there were certain mm. little things that they could have cleaned up a little bit in that match more believable aspect but overall i love the show it was a great show okay i was about to say overall man the match that match was nice though i thought you was about to say Liv morgan and ronda rousey though i actually like that one because i will say this that girl took a beating a freaking beating and live kept coming back and i mean the the table spot 
ease up on those. If you can't go through the table, find something else. You don't have to worry about going through that table. I know that was a key point in the match. But if you can't do it, don't do it. <laughs> I've learned that very well. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was a cool show. Cool, cool show. Eric, what's your favorite part about the show? Hey, dislike well, Sansa? All right. One thing that I didn't like was, and Warren's going to get mad, but I'll elaborate, was the ending to Ronda and Liv. Uh, we've seen Ronda with the belt on multiple occasions. My thing is, Liv proved that she could hang. She's a, she's a draw. She proved it. Now, where they go with her character remains to be seen. We all saw the post where she's in the corner and she's got the deer. We all saw that. Show overall, I give it a 9.5. At that particular moment when the fight pit ended, it was at a 9.5. <laughs> Until, and I think all three of us are going to agree on this, he is here. One man. Bray fucking Wyatt. There's six of them. Yep. And the manner in which they did this, where you had the human form of every character from the Firefly Funhouse, he walks out with that new old Japanese-looking style samurai mask and rips it off, and you have the blue light lamp. Shout out to Brody Lee. I'm here. And it's... I sat there and I went, Vince nearly lost this guy totally to Hollywood. Mm -hmm. And when I heard they hired the Marvel writer, I went in the back of my mind and I knew it was coming because from, I forget how many months they were using the QR codes or how many weeks, but every little piece was intricate. And when I heard the words white rabbit, my initial reaction was, are we going to see Karrion Cross revert to his character from Lucha Underground for a minute? Or is it what I'm thinking it's really going to be? Like, there was a bit of that fog in the middle where it may, if you you were, I was a fan of Lucha Underground, I remember what Killer Cross was or Karrion Cross. But in my eyes, my initial reaction was, oh shit, it's got to be. And when he walked out, and Warren, you know this. When you walk out in front of a sold-out fucking crowd, they are white hot loud. They are chanting, holy shit. You ain't even taking the mask off yet. They're just chanting, holy shit. No, and you voice. hear the roar out of Philly. I went, now we're back on track. Why it's showing up? I went, okay, do me one thing. Do not put him in the title hunt now. Wait mm -hmm. for it. Keep him away from it. There are certain stories that have been already in the in the making that you have to execute before you put him back in. If you throw him back in too soon. Okay. Uh, consequences could be a little. Yeah. Uh, okay. That that 
I, I'm going to stop you right quick because you, you said something that uh, was, was a follow-up question right after that um, that I'm going to ask, though. But real fast, though, I thought the, I thought the pay-per-view was amazing. I talked about it a couple of times. Uh, every match was extreme rules. The fight pit match was awesome. Uh, Ronda, I thought that match was a little, like, okay. I did not see where they can go any further. I understand they built up Liv Morgan to become champion, and she had this little, you know, I, I thought maybe she could become champion when she was going up against Becky, when they did the whole video package, and I was like, hey, maybe, maybe so. But it seems though, once she became champion, and I said last week, uh, the chase was much better than her becoming champion. And the crowd has switched on her. And now they're more so with Ronda Rousey. Like, you know, she's the heel. And everyone knows Ronda Rousey. And it's more so um, not that, I guess, they don't really have faith in her. But it seems though the crowd switched. And look at wrestling fans are, 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 are <laughs> definitely fickle. But uh, to, 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 to add a question to what my guy Eric was saying, who would be a potential uh, who will be some of the potential opponents uh, for Bray Wyatt? I'm going to start with Warren first. For Bray? Um, yes, for Bray. Miz. We could do Miz. We could do um, Kevin Owens. I mean, that would be very interesting. Get him back on that demographic grammar. Um, knowing that the, the White Rabbit and all, like, it's at least six of them. You could make that entitled to all the shows, NXT, SmackDown, and Raw. Like, that could be a whole takeover type scenario. Get that built up. Get that just starting to linger a little bit to like, whoa, man, I can't wait to find out what's going on here. Is this person going to be here? What's this one going to do? Like, you have like 13 different storylines just from all that aspect. And I'm... Oh, man, it could be a good amount. I mean, we could see them go with Judgment Day. I mean, there's some things that you could see that could really help make or break that. I mean, maybe one day you might see them with Edge. I mean, there's just countless things that you could do. Maybe even the rebirth of AJ Styles and his group. Like, there, there's so many. That's just slow it down, have fun with yeah. it, introduce the character back to what it needs to be, get the ideas of who those characters can be. Don't reveal them all at the same time. That's the only thing I ask. Let it let it extend out. Let it every single week build up to find out who that possibly be. Give it a little hint. Like, you know how like they used to do I know people will crap on it. You remember that um remember the storyline where they did the interim GM? <laughs> where they did like yeah. constantly and they were like tease saying oh because I said so fans were like <gasps> Stone Cold and then when they said oh it doesn't matter what you think and then when the, they thought it was The Rock like there was just those little things and do then something like that trouble. literally yeah. do something like that and get that compelling story to where the ratings will boom we're going to watch Raw this week. Boom, we're going to watch SmackDown this week. Oh, NXT, there's a possibility with them. We could watch more on this. Get that built up to just extend out. That's all I ask. Real, real fast before I get to Eric, though. Uh, Bray Wyatt, man. When they came on real hot off of uh, Extreme Rules, I, I was like, okay, Monday night, definitely he's got to be on the show, no. right? No, nope. so, I had a feeling, no. They, and then they're going to keep him exclusively for SmackDown. And in my mind, when, when I heard that, I was like, okay, 
are we going back here now where we got Roman and Bray Wyatt on the same show now? Because, you know, eventually, you know, they're going to kind of like have them cross paths. But I hope not. I just, I just hope not. But I'm gonna get to earn. Uh, who you think would be some potential opponents, like you said, that uh could be in mind? And uh, you know, because this whole Firefly Funhouse and the uh, the creatures, the real life creatures, I think that was something new to me. Because once I seen it all play out, I was like, hmm, I heard about it, heard the rumors though. But you know, I, I just like to see stuff play out nowadays. Just what's going all on. All right. So one of the things is four years. We've often been teased with it. We know there's a finishing move named after it in the name of Sister Abigail. Mm. Who the hell is she? We know the mythology behind it. Bray's a mad genius when he's come to putting that together. The problem is you almost teased it with Alexa Bliss to a level that you mm. it had she been used as the means to bring it to life. I mean, yes, she did it to a degree, but to go to that next level and fully adopt it, you would have been sitting there as a fan going, holy shit, all these years and how they would have put it together. Second, you we need a definitive face as to who she is now. We've been teased with it for almost 10 years. For as long as Bray's been putting this together, and he is a genius, I I think to me, personally, two things. Do not let that mythology get sped up. Continue on the path that he's been on. Let him do it that way because it's been working. He's already building a legendary career not necessarily just matches, but the persona alone. And the best example I can give you of quote-unquote passing the torch from a dark side character is when he pushed and provoked the return of The Undertaker at Mania 31. Because for nearly a year, you were like, is he going to be back? He just lost the streak the year before. Bray starts provoking it. All of a sudden... You started seeing the warning signs, the rocking chair, the lightning, all that shit. So he shows up. They have a great match. But to me, eventually, Bray has become that dark character. And and I'm not saying it in the literalist of senses, but picked off where Taker left off in terms of that dark character mystique that Who's summoning the lightning? Who's playing with the those type of things? The other thing is, and we'll talk about it. I know we got we're going to. There are certain guys right now that Bray cannot work with. They are in stories that are still going. You need to get a story to culminate and end before you put him in. Now, would I like to see him go one-on-one against Karrion Cross? That is a match that those two, there is magic I know will work. You have the Master of Time against Bray. I, if I, I'm, not, I'm the booker. Here's what I'm doing for that one. Here's the finish. You got 45 minutes. I don't care what the promos are. That's, the, that's your match at Mania. Go have fun. Call me later when you see the check. 
I would not give them a fucking script. I'd look at Bray. I'd look at Cross. Go, here's your time limit. Boom. That's one I'd want to see. At some point, we need to have a rematch between Roman and Bray to settle some old scores. Not right now. The other one I want to see, and it intrigues me, Austin Theory. Yeah. I know that's, that's why I should have said that one, yeah. And the reason I say Austin Theory is let's get the whole money in the bank thing out of the way. Get that over with for the kid. Let's get him to a position where he's on a losing streak so damn bad, and it's on its way. Who else is he going to turn to for guidance? Who's the one entity he could turn to? Bray standing right there in front of him. And you can put him in any position. You could make him as Husky. You could have him as Rabbling Rabbit or Buzzy. Or, heaven forbid, have him don the fiend mask for the hell of it. You can't have him as Abigail the Witch because, well, you know. But I digress on that. The point is, that young kid can go. It's the story has to be right. For Bray, there's a lot. Right now, I don't want Bray anywhere near any titles for the moment. I'm not saying he doesn't deserve it. It's you're coming back into the mix get into a groove, then go after it. Yeah. I think that's what we're going to see uh, on on SmackDown, him coming back into the groove. And, Raw, um, needs Raw needs it a little bit more. Yeah, I, that, that's what I was hoping that they would, you know, pull that off. But I think maybe not because of the whole uh, season premiere and DX celebration. But, hey, that's that, man. I'm glad to see Bray Wyatt <laughs> back. Man, for real. Uh, we're going to move on, you guys, here on Talk Pro Wrestling. Uh, as we were talking about Roman Reigns, something he said uh, last week on SmackDown, and uh, it's been, you know, going around. And I got to ask you guys, man, is Jay a hothead? You know, is he, is he, is he doing a little bit too much, though? Is he, is he, is he, you know? Is not he being boozy enough. <laughs> <laughs> Took the words right out of my hey, mouth. Man. No, hey, being yo, too loosey, you know hilarious. what I mean? <laughs> All right, Andre, oh, didn't man. I tell you that? Watch <laughs> that Sami Zayn additional because you were against that first two and you knew Blackheart. Blackheart was all against it. He's like, This is terrible. Blah, blah. I said, I guarantee you're going to love it at the end. I guarantee it. And it's been perfect. And now that you have all these weird storylines, you have so many options now, you could question, go, is the bloodline going to have trouble now? Like, what's going on? Like, what's going on? Look at him. He said, say what? Look at him. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, man. Um, I I don't know. I think Jay's not being too oozy. I think he's being too, you know, not oozy enough, you know, so. <laughs> yeah. I don't think he's being too oozy, man. What he said, that that was hilarious, hilarious man. When he does that hand, when he does a little hand gesture and goes, you, you, that, that had me it right there. Yeah. My dog, my dog. And then the crowd screaming, (laughs) you, (laughs) you. 
Oh man. Oh man. This is this is gonna be interesting to play out though. Uh but we all know who the head of the table and we say last week with uh Roman well with Logan Paul uh try to stir up some confusions and saying who oh, was the man. tribal chief and head of the table, blah blah That's blah Black Adam has all that stuff. There you go. That's what I'm getting to right oh, now. Yeah. The Rock was uh at an interview and he was asked is who who's the head of the table? And the Rock said he is the head of the table. Now, I don't think we really gotta have this question though. But is the Rock the head of the table? You know, because he's in he's doing movies. He, he's bringing all the bank. Though I mean, even though Roman Reigns has been champion for two years, but <laughs> is he really the head of the table? Oh man, he ain't he ain't beat the one yet. He ain't beat the one yet. <laughs> Are you but, kidding me? He thinks, I don't know. Not even close. And I'll tell you why. Two things. One, Roman has not had that iconic rivalry that Rock had with 316. He has not had that yet. He's going to get it, but he hasn't had it yet. He's close. Second, Roman has been in, been in a group, solo, back in a group. Rock was in a group one time his whole career. And the difference is, no, Rock no, was no, only no, in the Nation no, of Domination. That's it. Two. Oh, the corporation. Sorry, I take that back. Corporation. I forgot about that. But we don't talk about that for certain reasons that I have. Because, well, as a teenager, I love a little bit of this, okay? Just saying. Anyway, so my thing is this. Where is the best rival to Roman? Who's the only one that can pull it out of Roman like The Rock and Austin could do? for three manias in their career. The type of story that you, WrestleMania 15 and WrestleMania 17, think about it. Oh, God damn it. Okay, this is the thing. Austin left for eight freaking months, came back and still rocked the joint in a one month build at Mania 19. Roman is not there. He's close. To get it, he wants to make that claim. Rock just opened up the freaking door to say, you want it? Guess what? Here it comes. And this is the only thing I'm going to say, and you guys can disagree. It doesn't need the belt. You gotta get it off of him. You're going to L.A., the match doesn't need the belt. If the belt is still on Roman at Mania and you have Rock beat Roman, you've got a problem. No. See, see are, I'm, so glad. see no. I'm so glad that you mentioned in that because I was just thinking that we got Austin Theory as money in the bank and a possibility that Cody Rose is going to return and maybe win the Royal Rumble. How are we all going to set that. all of this up, though? You know, I mean, we can leave Austin Theory to the side and maybe possibly you come do down it. and try to end the Two different ways. But go ahead. Okay. Two different ways. Two different ways. All right. 
either you get the title switch at Royal Rumble, mm-hmm. or what you can do, which they've put themselves in this bind, which would possibly it probably would happen. If you got Rock versus Roman, that means Roman's going to face the next person and probably drop that title at that end. And then, obviously, you have that separation point. There's two nights of WrestleMania. You can have two nights for the for Roman Reigns to face somebody. Yeah. So you've got Rock, and then you drop that title there. And guess what? Who, if it's Theory or whoever cashes in the champion, uh, cashes in the Money in the Bank, whatever happens, they can cash in on on that Raw or that Mania, get their moment. Like there's different ways. I want it to happen is defend the title. At the Royal Rumble. That was one of my favorite Rumbles that has happened in so dang long. I literally could not guess who would have won that match. Because it was just like, you got Goldberg. You got Undertaker. You got Brock Lesnar. You had all these guys coming in this one. And you're just like, I don't know who's going to win. AJ Styles made his debut. And I mean, it was just constantly names Big names on that Rumble every single time. And I'm just like, man, I didn't know. I don't know who's winning this. And then when Triple H won it at the end, I was just like, I, I couldn't guess it. I would not have been able to guess that one. So, like, do something like that because it makes that – it makes not only makes the Royal Rumble mean something again, but it gives a newer feel to what we're trying to bring that this product is getting fixed, more revamped or mm. something like that. So – I think that would be a smart way to do it. But what I was thinking more so of if, if they're going to take the title off Roman Reigns and you know have this matchup with The Rock and Roman at WrestleMania, I think Get the that would be the Royal Rumble because the road to WrestleMania starts at the Royal Rumble. And what way to kick off uh, oh the road to WrestleMania – by, by by having you know Roman lose the title or so you know and and then that's how we get him in that match and Cody wins the Royal Rumble so I don't know I don't know how we're gonna get there is a way to do it okay I mean I'm gonna go ahead go ahead I mean there's two nights of WrestleMania I would not yeah. think that they wouldn't think of that yeah but well, I don't think Roman would sign up for two nights he'll win though. one I mean, and then great. lose the other. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. think Roman – I got to agree on this one. I don't think Roman would sign up for that, but here's how we get out of it to avoid it. Real, real, real fast, uh, yeah, you said now, lose I'll, one I'll or the other one. Put the belt oh. on the line in the Rumble. As Roman's prepared to win, one of the members of the – oh, that's exactly where I'm going with this. All right, here's what happens. All of a sudden, Sokoa goes to help Roman. Sokoa gets stopped. Sammy runs out to tell Sakoa, no, 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 don't get involved. Somebody else is handling this. Off goes The Rock's music. That distraction causes Roman to get eliminated. He loses the belt. Roman gets so pissed off, he starts making a fuss on Raw, SmackDown, doesn't matter what program. (laughs) Rock comes out with with a rock bottom and goes, you've gotten out of control. I got sent to put you back in check. I'll see you in L.A., bitch. Leads. You don't even have to have the two of them lock up. They just go back and forth, run in their mouth, and then you can have Roman hit a spear the week of WrestleMania. That's all you got to do. That's how you get the belt situation dealt with. Hmm. 
Okay. Worst okay. case scenario. <laughs> have him book. I did. Have Roman once again defend the belt in the Rumble because he's being arrogant yep. and cocky and wants to prove a point. Exactly. Hey. Or you can just it. have I this guy it. win. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm down. I'm down. Uh, this past Monday, we uh, also seen a little maybe shades of maybe we might get a rematch between these two. Uh, Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley two. Is 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 this going to happen? Uh, I was so yeah. shocked. I I was so shocked to see Brock Lesnar pop up on Monday Night Raw. So shocked. I was happy because I'm like, okay, here we go. <laughs> I like I liked it. Two big behemoths, let them go. Let them have fun. Let them let it throw down. Are we going to talk about the other thing that happened on Raw? Crown Jewel. That sounds very interesting. I mean, the show right there, draw it up. Let them have fun. Look at this pool. I thought you were sleeping. Yeah. Why shut your face? <laughs> the man old. is in the building. We we got my guy Blackheart here. I am in Mysterioso mode right now. <laughs> What's going on? I am Mysterioso. That's all that I am. Mysterioso. It's going to be Deathstroke. I mean, the What's going on with you? I mean, looking how I'm looking to see how my replacement is doing. Warren, you still need to shave your beard and Dre. So look good. <laughs> okay. It okay. just grew why, back, why, why, why jerk. Okay. Hey, look at, well, we shave that damn thing, please. That's all I'm asking. You look hideous with that gray spot on. <laughs> hey yo, why we why we why we got black hard? I gotta add some of his opinions on the Bray Wyatt return and everything. Holy shit! I know I walked into something. Ah, you done it. You done it to yourself. The whole world in his hands. Yo, no bullshit. I had a bad dream that night though because of that whole shit. So, that ass, bro. Let's just say that shit was effective. A lot. <laughs> I ain't gonna fright. I ain't gonna fright. That whole, that whole shit had a lot of us kind of like stunned in disbelief. Like, okay, when's this person gonna come out? When's he gonna come out? Is he gonna come out tonight? And then right at the very fucking end when the credits hit and then the screen and, every, and all the lights turned out, you're like, oh my God, it's happening. Now you're seeing it bits and pieces. Every, now all the camera angles is turning towards the old life-size puppets and shit so you see that and you're like oh but then when i but then when i but then what i liked about it um was the top of the ramp where they had like the door like right in front of it mm -hmm. um yeah. the big bright light that brody lee had used in his intro from AEW. he was paying homage to that so i was like okay he's definitely paying homage to his boy you know what i'm saying so i thought that was a nice touch of thing triple h actually was like that can that's the difference between Triple H and Vince creatively. Vince probably wouldn't let that shit fly, but Triple H was like, you know what? If you really want to do it, we'll do it. And gave it to him. And gave him everything that he wanted to the point where still now, he's still trending, isn't he? Yes. You know what I'm saying? He's still trending, even after four days. Yeah. So, that, so that proves that, yo, they can do it creatively. Now it's just keeping that momentum for him. Um, of course, you know Fox was going to get that that first dip on that first dip uh, on him quickly, 
And said, waste no time on that one. <laughs> waste absolutely no time. let the man go on raw. Fuck that. He said, nah, he said you get a promo. That's it. Pronto. Get out. <laughs> right. Nah, like, when he came back, you're on SmackDown. Pronto. Like, <laughs> the um, here's, but, uh, here's the checkbook. Put in the number. We'll Fox get said, we want Ronda. We got Bray. There you go. <laughs> and God knows what you're about to get next. And God knows what you're about to get next. God knows what you're about to get next. <laughs> Um, but yeah, this kid scared the shit out of me, and I would just be blunt. I thought about killing Eric because of that. <laughs> For what reason? He was actually kind of victim in my sleep. That, I mean, that's kind of even me. Hey, go on. I know, I know. What Listen, is wrong with you today? Thing. That's not my fault. I oh, know, Bray. Oh, there's a lot of people. Yo, a lot of people I did it. I did it for Bray. There's a lot of people that. There's a lot of people that had trouble sleeping that night because that whole intro shit. Like it's spooked though. Like for real. Oh, people said so I was like, a lot of people said that was spooky to them. Because WWE not to do some spooky stuff. Bro, did y'all see what I told y'all when that Marvel? writer was getting signed by WWE. I said, watch some storytelling going to happen. The aspect of it. The movie Endgame says it all right there. For a resume, done. Done. That's what you can bring to me? Sign sign you up right now. What do you want to yeah. do? Bring me, bring me at least fire the rest of the writing team, that writer, and two more like him. I'm good. That's all I need. <laughs> Hey, that's all? that's, that's hey. the best part about it, man. That, I love that part, though. <laughs> Bray made me I do dig it. it. <laughs> I, I dig it with him, man. Listen, man, don't let that man pop up in your dreams at Freddy Krueger, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Are you I mean, when I, I mean, listen, man, when Halloween, Halloween season, let me find out loud. Well, Halloween comes back, what today? Yeah, Friday. Yeah, there you go. Hell, I laughed at uh, Chucky when I was eight. Oh, we're not going to talk about Chucky, man. My daughter's all about Chucky right now. This is weird for me. A three-year-old into a Chucky doll. I did that the other day at the store. Guys, this little seven-year-old kid's little brother goes, ah! Starts running around. He was touching the damn doll. He thought he made the doll come to life. I got the kid so damn good. His dad was like, Yo. Lord, help me. And all his sister goes, Chucky's here. <laughs> I blame the TV series. Oh, we're done. <laughs> I wish Chucky, I would have recorded it. Chucky is here, and Halloween is definitely here, though. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna move on to uh, uh, another topic, you guys. And I wanna ask my guy Blackhawk since he's here, Mysterio. You know, can't see him though, but he's here, and he always right, my I'm everywhere. <laughs> He always he always still in the tea and also uh oh, I wanna man. ask ask him though what's what, what's going on with AEW right now with the backstage drama though? Uh we got Sammy Guevara and Andrade now. Two listen, there's too many chefs and not enough servers. That's all I really gotta say mm. about this. Too many chefs. <laughs> Too many egos, too much pride. Tony Khan is not that leader as you guys would think. It, it's starting to show. You start seeing the cracks being development within the company itself. Even when you put these 
um, people in these positions, they're still not probably even doing their job effectively anyway. Or certain people just really just don't care. They just be like, yo, listen, they see what Triple H is doing right now. They're, they're trying to figure out ways to get out of that contract. That's There's a lot brother. of people that's like, you know what? Don't even use me. Let my contract expire or buy me the fuck out. Let me walk, please. But you're trying to conserve and save CM Punk out of all people to stay in this company. But everyone else is already like, yeah. what the fuck, bro? Like, yo, like we need to go. So that's already bad enough that you already got some people that actually wants out of a company that was so highly favorable for the first three years. Um, mm-hmm. So that's really a bad sign. Triple H is actually bringing a lot of these people and be like, hmm. And I know Tony Khan had been punching the air when he seen Bray Wyatt uh, return for WWE. He's like, fuck, shit, motherfucker, motherfucker, Brett's like all this crazy shit. He's gonna be like cussing out and fuck the store, pissed off as he can do. But what more can he do? I think he's in the red right now by $70 million. So um, right now, he can't really spend too much money. And if, if he has to, he got to release some people. He's got all that money. Remember that. When he's got he all got the money, money, remember? But this is what happens when that whole time frame of the Black Wednesday situation where massive releases would happen, Vince was smart by oversaturating the market, and look who came up with that paycheck, that checkbook, and signed majority of a good number of that crop. And now look what's happened to them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Tony is actually kind of crumbling. He needs to get the advisor help that he needs to kind of keep his ass afloat, stay fucking focused. Because if he don't, I wouldn't be surprised if some people would be like, you know what, nah. I'm going to be like, you know what, nah, I'm not coming back. I'm done. Pull a whole Tony Storm yeah. with WWE, but yeah, nah, I quit. I'm just going to fuck home. And just <laughs> just, you know, just release me, please, because I'm not coming to fucking like at all. And then, <laughs> and then once that starts spreading... Then you saw see the massive overhaul of AEW talent leaving and where they're gonna go next. It's a whole thing over and over again. It's like one of those like um reoccurring cycles that happen at, you know, at WWE. Once one company has like massive releases, what other companies are gonna take them up? And what's the other ones that don't get picked up, what they're gonna do? Yeah. And as this affects Mormon still, because the independents have been taking a massive hit because of these. Um, high price wrestlers that's coming into the indies, and these promoters are paying asking for a way big payout. So that's going to become a bigger issue for later on if this keeps going the fuck up. You know, people trying to progress, not regress. They are asking for a yeah. huge ass payout. I'll just leave it at that. You can ask Warren that shit. Warren, I had a graph signing at minimum. I'll just leave it at that. Right, you can ask Warren that shit. I know. Because I know that he knows about that um, when it comes to the pay grades of different people that come into that promotion, even for if, even if it's only for one show. How much are they getting paid compared to the regulars that actually show up each and every month or, or, or each and every two months when they actually do it? Yep. That's going to hurt yeah. them, too. It's no leadership in, in uh, EEW, man. They, they just no, Tony hasn't no, has reached puberty yet. That's false puberty. <laughs> That's false. Yes, I, I believe it. I believe it, bro. <laughs> I believe it. I definitely do, man. AEW just all over the place. Uh, but you guys, man, uh, we're gonna move on here on the podcast. Uh, I believe last week we lost a former uh tough enough winner in the name of Sarah Lee. She's uh the age of I believe what 30 years old. Yep. 
Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, she won Tough Enough, and it was the, I forgot what season that was. Was that was in 2017? 15, it was and the one with uh, Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville in it. Gotcha, gotcha. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. Any great moments you guys remember, remember her? I remember her. I remember how she, how well she was progressing on the show, and she was coming really into her own, and she was finding herself. And then, you know, when she made the announcement after she won, I forget how many months later that she, you know, was going off to be a mom. I'm like, hey, different roads lead down different paths. That just happens. But you know, when we when I heard about it, and uh, that threw me off. And I mean, hell, it's like. Yeah, we get it. That people die every day, but it's like this is out of nowhere. Three kids, a husband. What happened? What you talking about, sir? Yeah, was she sick? Did she? Was there something she wasn't telling nobody? This was just. I I know everybody on the show here is gonna say it. This was bloody random. No, but I, I, I was like. That was my whole re- my facial reaction just now was exactly that. I was in shock. I'm like, what? Daddy, you right? I knew exactly who she was, and the thing about it for me was. When she won, I went, give this girl a year in the performance center. Give her two with NXT, because you want to build build it right. I knew that this girl finds that one thing to turn the volume up to 11. Here's the rocket ship. Here was your cute butt. It's going way past the moon. It's off to Mars. That's how much I saw that she would be. But then, of course, you know, she went off to become a mom and a wife and all those things. This was just like, oh, my God. Too damn young. I'll say it for what it is. Too damn young. I got to agree. Too young. Too young. I mean, I didn't watch the Tough Enough series uh, as a kind of like rechristened them joints later. Um, so I have no idea about this person, but I mean, Sarah did a little bit of indies. She did some work with the indies. It was not a lot, but there was little bits of it. Mm -hmm. Um, Sarah, she had a lot of hate on her from that tough enough thing because that's who they wanted to win first thing. Just because she was that unbelievable, you know, believe the odds type scenario. Fans loved her. And stuff like that. So it was definitely very sudden. I think there was a something saying that she had a health scare not even a month ago. And um, it affected her. Because um, she was just talking about getting back into be able to go to the gym, get back in shape and stuff like that. So no one knows. Um, prayers definitely out to Wesley uh, Blake because, yeah. I mean, that's a lot on him. Um, they two were kid, two kids too, right? They three. were three, three kids. Wait, three kids? Three, three kids, kids, all girls, right? They just got married not even a year ago. What? Yeah. 
Yeah. Wow. Listen, what? That's another reason why Steve Macklin wasn't at that uh, independent, that uh, impact show because of Sarah. Well, because they were real close friends. Even though I don't agree with your political views, but I'm sorry for your loss. And that's only one scapegoat that you get it from me this week. You still a piece of shit, but I mean, but today I let it slide. That's not funny. I think I know he's not. I'm laughing because my daughter, dude. What are you talking about? <laughs> Whatever, Warwick. It's my ass. <laughs> but I'm just trying to pop I'll in here. be in your dreams tonight. <laughs> oh my God, I sounded like Paul Bearer for a second when I did that. <laughs> but here's one thing place. I want to ask you guys. Warren, don't worry. <laughs> We forgot to talk about one other thing that happened on Monday Night Raw. Brock, me, Brock Lesnar or Good Brother showing up? The return of the Good Brothers. But also, which which means Triple H is trying to rebuild that bridge between them and New Japan. If they do, it means you could potentially see the final door broken. And we get the golden age that I have hoped for decades. What are we talking about? With rebuilding the bridge, with building the bridge between New Japan and WWE, because they we already know they have one with AEW and NWA and all that, with the return of the Good Brothers. Does this yep. set up the catalyst, in my opinion, to break that final wall and have the resurgence of a modern day version of the territories, absolutely. This puts us in a position that nobody could have ever thought could happen. Okay, let's just say this this is the Great Wall of China, right? Those two just jumped over the Great Wall of China and say, You know what? Hey, man, we got a good opportunity to come back. You have to be asked to never. Uh, they never open weight champion too. On top of that, that, that create extra incentive. Okay, then we can actually try to do this. And then, as New Japan is still trying to grow their U.S. fan base here, they're going to need tag team with with, with with another company. But the AEW right now, and they would do more wonders for that. Keep them doing their little separate thing over there. But they, New Japan, still need to do something separate over here for WWE. And this is where the business is going to start getting a little trickle because who's New Japan really going to ride with at the end of all this? AEW or, or WWE? That's going to be the whole intrigue about this company that got the power in their hands. And like, you know what? We want to work with you guys or we don't want to work with you guys. It's not the opposite way around where WWE can make a phone call and be like, hey, you need to send us over a few people and then we send you over a few people. It's not like that anymore. You know, these contracts and different policies and stipulations and shit like that when it comes to that as more difficulty for them to work with work with one another. Now, if you free up some of that whole policy shit and be like, you know what? Some people that's not really TV made for WWE can go can go still do independent shows. Go ahead. Do that. You know, not everyone needs to be at a TV taping each each and every fucking week when you're in WWE, especially people that's not really being used, like, at all. And if that's going to be the case, then have a partnership with NXT and the New Japan Dojos. Shit, that'd be great breathing ground for them to share um, that would be huge. uncharted um, t- talent 
and try to get them more different experiences so they can be primed up to come to the main events and the main rosters yeah. for both companies. So that would be huge. So why not? Like, why could you do that? Same thing for AEW, the whole AEW enhanced talent brackets. Um, dark elevation. You can still do that type of shit though. They're just not thinking like that. They only think about how can we bring the big bucks in utilizing New Japan. I is using that as like, okay, how do we rebuild the bridge so later on down the line, say like a WrestleMania show two years from now, you can see WWE and New Japan stars all in one two-night extravaganza. People don't think like that. I think Triple H is over his, he, his chakras, buddy. He's over his motherfucking chakras. That's the fuck I'm talking about. So, I open up my shitty gun and I say this. Triple H is in full effect in two years with New Japan. And maybe Impact. You might never know. Impact. You, you might never know shit. Impact needs some help. Imagine Lady Frost. Start the more reach out to Triple H right now and be like, yo, let's work together. Oh my god, Tony would have been having a hissy fit. He would have been a hissy fit. But what the fuck? Like they was on the side up. I'm like, wait, Tony, you just respected the men's women's division. Now he doesn't want to deal with you. Some of those people came from WWE. Scott DeMore would rather work with someone that actually be like, you know what, thank you for bringing this talent over. Mm -hmm. Motherfuckers. Hey, man. It's like Disney, bro. They're the big daddies. That's really what it is. Yeah. They're the big daddies. They offer that money. Hola. Yeah. Hola. I agree with Blackheart. You say in, in, in about two years, full effect, he, he's all the way in. Triple H is, is definitely uh, uh, all the way uh, before we end this interview, guys, get on the final thoughts. You guys, anything you want to say? It seems like Warren daughter has. Warren, you ain't say. shit. Warren, <laughs> you I mean, this was just a way for me to test out, um, Mister Eric the Joker. Right here. We all know Cyrus' yes. situation right Wonderful. now, and we all trying to, um, you know, make sure maybe there could be a spot that he slides in that little bitch right here, and he comes to fourth. Hey, that's what's up, man. Eric did a don't, wonderful don't, don't job. Don't look at me like that, Warren. I'm talking to my daughters. Whatever. I saw that look on your face. You see how many times I'm. My niece has done nothing to you. Come here, TJ. Come here. You telling me now? Come you hear this? TG. Yeah. Matter of fact. Hey, hey, baby girl, go tell him that Uncle Sean says go eat. <laughs> hey. <laughs> oh, my God. See? See, that time didn't go too long. She, even she knows the truth. But like I said, Warren, you ain't shit. <laughs> Eric, you can just a test. And Dre, you still doing your job. Uh, liability. Right? Your, your damn location. Yeah. You could have her for a week. <laughs> I mean, listen, she can't handle me for one whole week. Uh, no, absolutely never mind. This would not even be a thing. No. Nope. She'd have a whole different word dictionary than she already does from me. Yep, she'll never come back like oh I'm like, yo, new I'm like, yo, listen, new clothes, new everything. Dip that I you know say what she'll be like, which which is our way of choice? This is new clothes, New clothes, everything. New OTTR gear, you gonna be like, oh my god, he's brainwashing my child. I will be your raven in this case, Mr. Sandman. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. 
Yo, before we wrap it on up here, final thoughts, man. Anything you guys uh, want to say, Eric Warren, Warren Blackheart? Go ahead. <laughs> I right. said my piece already. Right. Uh, First, Eric. to me, to me, Tony Khan, finish letting your balls drop. You've hit a bit of a snag. Triple H, you've got my attention. Keep it. I want to mm -hmm. see you go higher. Not like, even though I'd like to, but what I am saying is, Hunter, you now found the spark. Turn it into a fucking inferno and return us to what we know, what we want. Get rid of the label sports entertainment for good. That's not going to happen. No, stop yeah, that. That's, yeah, right, no, yeah, right. that. You are, yeah. you are over. It's, it's, this it's is what we were talking so about from the beginning, people, man. That's the thing people want that. Is, as much as, real quick, real fast, as much as people want that, though, I was at AEW uh, last Wednesday, and actually I just watched it. Wrestling uh, are the same thing. I, I, That's I, never I, a difference. Yes, and I, and I just watched it back last night. It's a match between Brandon Cutler and uh, Serpentico. And Brandon Cutler, you know, obviously he was with uh, the Young Bucks and stuff, and Serpentico, he's with, I can't think of the, the guy named with Third Eye or whatever. But they had... One hell of a matchup, and it was entertaining. But Luther, there you go, and it was so entertaining. The crowd in the in the venue was going crazy, and I was like, "Professional wrestling? Like it's all sports entertainment? It's all sports entertainment at the end of the day? At the end of the day, right? But it, yeah. it bleeds into each other." Eric, when you say stuff like that, that you you gonna get in trouble for something like that one, just because or, it is. Or, you have a whole team trying to argue with you about this point. It's it's they're all the same thing. That's one thing I've learned when I did this is like you have to be an entertaining aspect. So literally, the promo work, your body work, all that it's got to be entertaining. People are not just gonna sit there and watch somebody just tussle up and do a suplex or something like that. Like an average fan, they're not just going to sit there and watch this and be like, hey, man, that's pretty cool. You know, this is fake or something. So, like, does that mean the same thing for you? What? Does that mean the same thing for you with your whole Deadpool character? Oh, my God. Here we go. Yeah, Captain America Captain America mixed in with fucking Deadpool. I have trademarks <laughs> to that character. Not. It's not Deadpool. Stop yes, it. it. Yes, it is Deadpool. Stop it. Dude, if you throw okay. on that fucking mask right now, you I promise mask. you. You are Deadpool, just in Americanized form. Hey, listen, <laughs> if the Patreon would have disguised like you back in 1997, oh, believe that would have been copyright infringement. Oh, my lord. <laughs> Warren, you got anything you want to say, man? You <laughs> <laughs> back. It's always great. It's always great to be here. Uh, be on the 1130 podcast, Talk Pro Wrestling. Obviously, with our commission as well, even though. My boy's like John Cena right now, but the voice is just all over the place. And Brady, I told uh, you, motherfuckers, I'm everywhere. Lord help us. Uh, Cyber, prayers to you, brother. Um, hope everything gets better for you and stuff, man. We miss you. You will always be one of us, regardless of whatever happens. You will always be one of us. Eric, pleasure having you on today. Always a blast. Um, guys, y'all can check out my episode, Buzzman Marlowe. This week, we are talking to Flynn Hendricks, a 15-year veteran into the indie, 
the indie scenes. Uh, he actually was an extra in SummerSlam just recently. So definitely going to be a great chat talking about that one. Um, if you haven't, check out our last week's episode with uh, Larry Hankin. That was a great, great chat. I'm still in starstruck mode a little bit just because that was just a very good one. Um, also, guys, y'all can just check us out on audios, wherever you get your podcasts. And get your hat, whatever, and stay away from Blackheart. Don't let your kids stay over his house or anything like that because this man... I am not him. Michael Jackson, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> now, just, now, just for that, <laughs> first of all, I never said any reference like that. I was not going anywhere near with that reference. I swear, God, when I see the person with you, I'm gonna slap that dog shit out of you. Just for that one little comment right there. Oh my god, I definitely didn't refer you to Michael Jackson in any <laughs> When you say that, man, that's a metaphor, bro. That's a fucking metaphor. I think people, were, I think people, I didn't were, say nothing like people what you said about Austin Theory. Fuck that, man. Fuck that. No, I was talking about you know, grammar, stuff like that. You know, no, the F bomb will be a regular no, word no, for your child. No, right. It's also great. No, this is what I miss. No, this is what I miss. Big dog. Why do you stay away when he comes to visit? That's what the fuck that you should have said. My bad. This is the fourth episode of Commission Talk Back. Okay. Uh, this is the fourth episode of Commission Talks, you guys, man, and we are at it, man. We are going at it, season two of Commission Talks, and this is the first episode back of Talk Pro Wrestling. Yo, I love it. Next week is my turn. Next week is my turn. Next week. There you go. It's already confirmed. We're gonna be on Off the Top Roads podcast. Make sure you subscribe to Off the Top Road podcast. Tune in. Also, tune in to Buzzing with Marlo. This was definitely a dope one. And before we head on out of here, you guys, uh, I gotta remind everyone: Beyond Eleven Thirty, the coming is Beyond Eleven Thirty is coming December first. And also, you guys, tune in to the Eleven Thirty podcast main show on YouTube, and it's now available on Spotify. If you want to listen on the go, tap in to Spotify, the Eleven Thirty podcast. Oh wait, man. great, we're real. We're good. Download the Independent Wrestling Network app, man. You know what I'm saying? Download the IWS app on the, on the on on the Google Play Store and at the Apple Store. You dig what I'm saying? Go follow your podcast while on that app, please. Thank you. There you go. There you go. For real. Yeah, follow. Follow on your. Shut up, Warren. <laughs> what did I say? This? Can we hit him with a surprise? Don't get cute. No, don't get cute, Eric. God damn it. <laughs> Yo, follow all you all these platforms, all you guys' podcasts. Uh before I go, you know, uh don't forget to follow the eleven thirty podcast uh on all social media platforms. Follow me on Twitter at the eleven thirty podcast, like the eleven thirty podcast on Facebook, and follow me on TikTok, man. I'm trying to get the hang of that and all that great stuff. Definitely follow me on TikTok and also, you guys, uh, definitely subscribe uh, to the 1130 Podcast here on YouTube. You Another episode will be back next week of Talk Pro Wrestling from myself, Dre, a.k.a. Dre on Wheels, Blackheart, man. He's somewhere around here, man. I don't know what's what he here, man. Motherfucker, Halloween. I'm everywhere. <laughs> he everywhere, man. He everywhere. From Eric. <laughs> Warlow, this was great, man. For real. I appreciate it, man. Yo. 
This was a great one. Enjoy the rest of your day. Enjoy your guys' weekend, man. We'll be back with Commission Talk next week on Off the Top Rose Podcast. We out, man. Ooh, where's the little bitch?